Mass gatherings are cited as the fastest route to increase coronavirus infections. Therefore, self-isolation and social distancing are the major safety rules prescribed to stop the spread of the disease. These measures have, however, forced religious communities worldwide to cancel physical meetings and move their communal services online. This episode examines the impact of the coronavirus pandemic on organized religion in Nigeria. Hello and welcome to NOW, our podcast that examines the impact of COVID-19 on all aspects of our lives. I am Juliet Obata. Islamic scholar Abdurrahman Ahmed says Islam places more value in human life than physical gatherings. As far as Islam is concerned, it is those who are alive that will pray. It is those who are alive that will go to places of worship. It is also those who are healthy that will go to these places. While Pastor Itua Igudalu wonders why Christian prophets did not foresee the COVID-19 pandemic. People who profess to know God, they should have given us advance warning. And famous drummer and singer Ara is opposed to the idea of lifting the ban on religious gatherings for now. Conversing for churches to be open now, I think is asking for mother, really mass mother. I don't think it should be open now. Across the world, religious services have been cancelled and pilgrimages put on hold. Many churches, mosques, and traditional worship centers have had to design creative ways of reaching out to their members. While adherents of Christianity and the Muslim faith have been focused on the void created by a ban on physical meetings, some of Africa's various traditional religions do not thrive on human gatherings. We hear from an Ifa priest, Dubi Mevere, who tells Abdul Okwechme more about his religion. One thing I want you to understand is that the way we operate is very, very different from those established Abrahamic religions. We, for instance, we don't particularly prioritize anything congregational. Right. As a matter of fact, what I would even say is that I don't even subscribe to a traditional system as religions. I see them as spiritual systems in the sense that we don't emphasize all this worship setup. We don't emphasize all this giving of tithes. More importantly, what we tend to do is we tend to sort of query the database of IFA for people to solve their problems. So that cannot be affected by the pandemic in any way, in the sense that you can contact your Babalao directly as you like, and the pandemic should not be an issue there. In terms of saying that uh, the traditional religions have been silent, what I have gleaned is that they tend to see how they can provide solutions to this. A lot of uh, Babalaos have actually done divination to decode the underlying effects of the whole COVID and to sort of suggest prescriptions. But what specific roles do you think the traditional religion can play or is playing? Traditional religions are onto is to use their knowledge of herbal medicine to provide treatment. So these are the things that we are looking at as traditional people. 
what is within our system in terms of our herbal remedies that can help us. So that, that's our contribution in terms of our remedies. Yeah. How do you reach your people? Since you said you, don't, you are not congregational, how do you pass on these messages to either Nigeria at large or to your uh, your devotees? Well, I was on social media, on WhatsApp. We're not a backward set of people. We're involved with um, the electronic media as well. So we have the advantage of the same media facilities that um, everybody uses generally. Can you explain to us what you think or what you know as uh, a traditional religion uh, practitioner uh, that are the issues when it comes to this pandemic? To adhere to whatever government says we should do. And they have also prescribed some herbs. And that this thing is one of those things that if we perform certain rites, it's going to blow away eventually. As you know, divination is just like what we call legal precedence. Everything that has happened, that happens now, has happened before. And we always try to apply the solutions that was used in yesterday, in those days. Mm. We try to apply it to solve problems of today. Now that the pandemic has changed nearly everything that the way we used to do them, and then people are going online to do so many things, are you going to start online divinations? Of course it is. It can be done for you online via the telephone so but and if this if any sacrifice is there it can be done on your behalf so this thing this pandemic is not an issue for us the way it is for all these churches who feel that uh, they are not getting their income or revenue because they cannot people cannot type no it's, it's, not, it's not like that online divination is not going to be a novelty or anything because you can always contact your babalao. You don't have to have a face-to-face -face contact to have a babalao divine for you. Can you tell Nigerians or Africans generally what Ifa wants from us at this period? What Ifa wants from us at this period? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, what Ifa wants is, is, is it doesn't change. It's, it's always it's a constant, and the constant in Ifa is for us to live a life of chastity. The question is, could religious gatherings be aiding the spread of the coronavirus? Religious leaders must find ways of communicating the danger of large gatherings to the faithful. In a recent video that was circulated online, a renowned Christian cleric, Bishop Oyedepo of Winners Chapel, openly kicked against government's continued ban on church gatherings. There is something wrong. For people to be allowed to be in the market for six hours and can't be in church for two hours. Man, it's an upside down way of looking at things. I can smell a rat. The Lord spoke to me on it so strong yesterday. I can smell it right. Rat. Behind all this is how do we stop the church from exploding? All demons ahead. Now, people that are involved don't know it. In states like Kano and the FCT, Members of the task force team on COVID-19 have arrested religious leaders for flouting the ban on religious gatherings. The chairman of the FCT ministerial task force team, Ata Ikaru, says these measures would serve as a deterrent to others. But the mobile court had been very helpful, very useful, and very resourceful for us. 
and it has been helping us so much. It has gotten religious clerics of both faith uh, to also comply because some of them have been taken to the mobile court and have well been uh, found guilty of uh, congregating in large numbers and they've been given some sentence in here. Recently, the Nigerian Supreme Council for Islamic Affairs issued directives from mosque organizations calling on their members to cooperate with the appropriate authorities to limit the spread of the virus. Foremost Islamic scholar Abdul Rahman Ahmed, the national imam of the Ansaruddin Society of Nigeria, speaks to Bumi Yakini about the role of religion in combating COVID-19. Religion, especially Islam, has also um, you know, instituted a system within its core doctrine that the preservation of life takes precedence over the attainment of benefits, whether material, financial, or even spiritual. And that in times of crisis, epidemic or pandemic, uh, our religion, Islam, has asked us that safety lies in staying at home. The prophets are reported to have said that uh, epidemic or pandemic is like you know, a consuming fire, and people are like wood. Uh, there is no way that uh, wood, firewood, will stand in the way of a raging fire without being consumed. So we will reduce the inferno uh, by not fueling it. We can fuel it by going about as if nothing is happening, by getting together you know, by gathering either in the market for economic commercial purposes or even in our massages for religious purposes. So therefore, it was not difficult for us as Muslims to accept that one of the important measures to flatten the curve to stop the spread of the virus and, uh, you know, to, to mitigate its impact is for people to temporarily be in their houses and to maintain physical distancing, uh, physical distancing when it becomes inevitable for them to be outdoors. Some people, including prominent religious leaders, have kicked against the lockdown of worship centers. What's your view? Well, I, I think uh, we have had a lot of complaints from Pentecostal Christianity, and it is not even unanimous protest. As far as Islam is concerned, it is those who are alive that will pray. It is those who are alive that will go to places of worship. It is also those who are healthy that will go to these places. So while it lasts, I think it is something that everybody must either embrace or endure, as the case may be. I'm a member of the Nigerian Supreme Council for Islamic Affairs. As far as this national body is concerned, we have not complained that uh, mosques are still under lock and key. You know, viruses do not make distinction on the basis of faith or ethnicity or social status. So 
uh, it affects everyone. And uh, in a particular person, one person is infected, any other person, all of us are in danger. That is why our religious orientation, our political beliefs, our cultural values must not come in the way of this. This is not something that is going to last forever. Hopefully, it will soon be over. We need to be united. We need to be strong. We need to stand together at a time like this. How would you view the response of government to the pandemic? Well, I want to say government is doing its best, even though it could be better. Um, we do not have a perfect situation anywhere. Um, but whereas the government could do better and should do more than it is doing now, health and, you know, the preservation of life is an individual responsibility. This is what we must understand. While I'm not holding brief for government, like I, I said, it could have been better. It could have been better done. It, it, you know, government could have done, you know, uh, a, a number of things differently. But the reality of our situation is that the preservation of lives and our safety is an individual responsibility. It is not uh, a governmental responsibility. Uh, it is primarily an individual responsibility, and it is better if we make it a collective responsibility. It seems as though Islamic leaders are not contributing to helping the fight against the virus. Has we hardly hear anything about their efforts in the news? You know, Muslims have also been, been, been donating and contributing. For example, in Lagos State, the, the list of donors have been published. And, you know, the Ansaruddin Society is number five. If you get access to that list, so it is not right. It is not right at all that Muslims have not been contributing. Muslims have been doing a lot across the country and... There is a COVID-19 coalition of Muslims nationally that is also doing a lot of intervention beyond palliative that is supporting medical practitioners with equipment, with personnel, with, with you know, materials. So I, I disagree completely that Muslims have not been responding. Muslims have been responding, but Muslims are you know, the victims of under-reportage, and more so because in, in some cases we do not make as much noise. Nigerians from across various states tell us what they think about the call to leave the ban on religious gatherings. My name is Yenka. If the ban on movements can be lifted, why can't the ban on religious gatherings also be lifted too? They should do the same with the churches and the mocks also. When you do that, give the leaders conditions. Right now, the government cannot save us. We are the one helping ourselves right now. So they should do that to us, for us to help ourselves. And for those that believe that God can do this to heal the land, let them go to church and also pray for God to heal the land. Oyedo Kumutu is my name. An imam in uh, one local mosque at uh, my 12. I'm not in support of religious leaders calling for the lifting of the ban on religious gathering. Because calling for such is like uh, calling for the widespread of uh, this uh, virus.
Amy's precious, I would like to say that they're very selfish. I wouldn't want to think that um, some religious leaders are probably playing on their um, insensitivity or naivety of, of um, their followers, because that's what it's looking like. Look at the havoc this pandemic has caused across the world in even more developed countries. And how do you now clamor for um, religious gatherings to be opened in Nigeria? understanding you know the weakness of our health system this is just a crazy situation god help us the covid 19 pandemic has unearthed various conspiracy theories some promoted by christian leaders who have gone on the record leading large members of their followers to tell the same line some theories falsely claim that coronavirus infection is linked to the global optic of 5g technology Others say vaccines being developed in the global West will have a microchip designed by unnamed powers trying to control the world. One of the most popular advocates of these theories is the founder of Christ Embassy Church, Chris Oyakilome. A virus, they told us they are still studying. Why don't they study it first? And they already have a vaccine that could be ready in July. For a virus, they are still studying. So set up test centers for churches, COVID-19 compliant churches. What they're using to test, do you know what it is? Do you know why it can show positive or negative? While some propound conspiracy theories, other Christian communities are busy providing health information and offering urgent financial aid to their members to help cushion the economic effects of the lockdown in the country. But what exactly is the place of faith in appraising the COVID-19 pandemic? Pastor Itoa Igodalo of Trinity House tells Kaderia Ahmed. In the place of faith in viewing a pandemic, perhaps the Christian faith, which I'm a bit more familiar with, has, even though I'm a key player there, has sort of let us down uh, in the view of this pandemic. People who profess to know God. They should have given us advance warning. The second thing is, how do we then prepare ourselves to face the situation, both from a spiritual point of view and from a practical point of view? So it was after the pandemic started that people said, quoting a verse in the Bible, I think it's Isaiah chapter 26, verse 20, that says, in the time of a plague, lock your way, lock yourself away in the house and hide until the plague passes over. This is what we're doing now, lockdowns. Were you surprised by the uh, sort of mixed responses that we got to the pandemic from uh, the Nigerian uh, churches? Because some were very actively talking about uh, adhering to lockdowns. Others were saying, no, lockdowns are premature and um, churches should be allowed to as places of worship should be opened. Uh, we even had a pastor who was saying this was a conspiracy and that COVID was being caused by some sort of technological problem caused by the 5G uh, telephone system. Did this mixed bag of uh, responses come as a surprise to you? This is where the church has boxed itself into, okay? Others who are a little bit more exposed and open-minded and uh, connected with what is going on all over the world, know that indeed this is a danger. It has nothing to do with church. It has to do with public gathering. 
And unfortunately, church is a place of public gathering, as is also a mosque, as is also a football stadium, and is also even a party. So what the government is saying is we need to shut down public gathering. It's as simple as that. And that is what it is. And you have to move on with that. But whether some people feel it's an attack against the church or not, the reason is because they have this perception that the church has been, uh, uh, is slightly being uh, marginalized here and there all over the place, okay? And I did say also that in 2015, the whole thing almost became politicized. That, you know, if you're of this faith, follow these people. If you're of this faith, follow the other people. Again, a few other people cross the barriers and says, no, what we want in Nigeria is good governance. And anybody of whatever coloration can give us good governance is who we're going to go after, okay? Who are we, we're going to support. Let me take you back to the issue of the role of uh, the church and if indeed all... Um, I would say religion generally, places of worship, institutions of worship. If we assume that the mixed bag of responses we saw were a bit of a misstep because people were dealing with things that were unprecedented and hadn't been seen before, now that we kind of have a measure of what the problem is, what should be the role of the church um, um, in society um, through this pandemic? Number one, the church should reassure the people. People need a lot of reassurance right now that they should calm down, they should hold on. This thing is not going to be there forever. Number two, the church should encourage the people to maintain the law. Social distancing, washing of hands, coping with the situation. Number three, the church should be a place of respite, succor, and rest, palliative as best as they can within their resources, or even raising more resources to provide palliatives for as many, not just their members, as many as they can. The church should also combine with government. Okay, some churches, the Catholic Church, offered all their uh, what you may call. Uh, Hospitals, 435 of them, you know, we offered our uh, environment for either isolation or testing. We also... When you say we, can you be specific? Trinity House, my church. Okay. Trinity House, the church I pastor, offered our premises either for isolation or for testing, okay? And we did help one or two other organizations with training of their people. We also collected some uh, materials and donated both to, to a few governments here and there, and then did our own palliative exercise, which is still ongoing even as I speak right now. To, uh, uh, first of all, all our members received cash of some sort and food from us, those who were needy, and everybody around us that we could find, we gave uh, food and things like that. How are you catering to the spiritual welfare of your members during uh, this period? The church must also offer hope and prayer. Okay. Uh, thank God for technology. We've all gone online. Okay. 
offering online services, online prayer. Uh, I have two prayer meetings now online today as I speak to you. Uh, calling up all our members, uh, as far as we know, asking for their welfare, making sure they're okay, praying for them, and asking them to connect to us uh, online. Of course, we can't capture all of them because not all of them have data, not all of them have the technology to respond, but we keep in touch with them by phone or by contact and making sure that they're all all right and we're there able to respond to them. So online counseling, online uh, administration, online prayer, online teaching, online encouraging, and making sure we reach our people. Nigeria's first male talking drummer, Ara Lola Olamuiwa, popularly called Ara, calls her genre of music, Gongong Fusion. She fuses the talking drum with hip-hop, high life, Afrobeats, and more. This talking drum goddess, who started performing as early as five years old, tells Abdul Kwechime how the pandemic has affected her career. For people in my category of entertainment, coping has been finding other means to express our talent, which is something really new to us now. Most people are going, um, walking through the virtual platform. Well, it's been really tasking mentally now, but we hope that um, soon there'll be a cure for the virus and then we'll go back to normalcy. But... Yeah, talking about these new ways of uh, surviving, the virtual ways, have you been involved in any? And which are these? It's been basically interviews, interacting with people, but in terms of generating um, income, it's been zero, you know. And um, for some of us who have uh, multiple income streams, yes, we've had to concentrate on those other aspects uh, that we generate revenue from. But in terms of entertainment, music, no, none for now. And you have not taken time off, or have you, to create new patterns or new, I mean, being creative? Yes, that's going on on the side, um, but then when the survival mode is on, um, we have to press the survival button. Um, creative, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of things going on and being uh, created, stuck up in the archives that will be put to use as soon as we're able to, we're free to express our, uh, intellectual property now. Um, but I think those in the comedy industry are doing pretty well. You know, they're having the skits, putting, putting up their skits on the social media platforms and all of that. And I think it's generating a lot of views on YouTube. Yes, we could do that as well as a drummer and a singer and dancer. Yes, we could do that as well. Um, it's not, um, maybe because I have other uh, um, areas, it's not something. I'm just busy um, planning up my creativity and putting them that I'll, I'll put them to use. You know, I'm, I'm more of a stage person. This is your other areas. Do you want to share one of the or two of them with us or is something you don't want to talk in public? No, no, it's okay. We're into um, catering, looking at owning a restaurant, um, joining my colleagues in that line, the likes of Jennifer Lopez, Gloria Estefan and co. They all own restaurants. So, and it's one of the passion of mine as well. So, well, I enjoy doing that also. Of course, I have people working for me. So that's one other area that I do. I also do consultation. 
I can vote for um, um, for, uh, for I can vote for artists. I can vote for uh, also this content. Yeah. And do you believe that uh, congregations should come back the way they used to be right now? No, they shouldn't, because God is not in the church. God lives in you. If it's not the building, the church, the cathedral that's going to answer the prayer, God does not need that to answer our prayers. We can pray in the confinement of our homes. So, conversing for churches to be open now, I, I think is, is asking for mother, really, mass mother. Wow. Okay, what's the message for your fans and then uh, our listeners? Well, Thank you for believing in the brand ARA over the years. They should watch out for the World Female Dramas Festival. Female dramas from different parts of the world coming together. The three-day event, um, uh, uh, the seminar, and we're supposed to have top dignitaries from the United Nations and different parts of the world speak to the girl child because October is the month uh, of the uh, International Girl Child Day, October 11th. So which was why we specifically chose the month of October. That's it on this episode of Now. I am Juliet Obata.